Welcome back to the Jojitorium. You know who it is, Adam and Matt. And the boys are coming at you faster than Zelina Vega can de- delete her tweets. If you're listening to us, we know you love a couple things, and craft beer is one of them. But how do I get insight on the current craft beer scene, guys? Easy answer. Listen to Hop Nation USA podcast and get yourself educated. Hop Nation USA won't just deliver the newest craft beer news. They will enlighten you with nerd science, pop culture breakdowns, and interviews with some of the best in the beer biz. Follow Hop Nation USA on all social media with their podcast episodes dropping every Friday and their video hitting their YouTube channel on Mondays. And make sure you tell them the boys sent you. So, we're back in here, Adam. How you doing? Doing great. And speaking of Hop Nation USA, they just dropped a hot episode today with two guys from Burial Beer Company in Asheville, North Carolina, which is my personal favorite brewery on the East Coast, maybe in America. I got to see the rest of America still, but yeah. definitely my favorite on the East Coast by far. And I can only uh, support that even further because no one's here that can see us doing this, but Adam's wearing a Burial Beer Company t-shirt right now. Not so. even on purpose. I just yeah. own a bunch of them. Just kind of just happens, man. It's, it's a heavy rotation in Adam's closet. Uh, so we are back here to bring you an action-packed episode. There's enough news and enough go-arounds to just bring your spirits up. But before we do that, Adam, I got to know what beer are we drinking for round one? So, we've been doing a lot of Pittsburgh Local lately, um, and we have another one, and one we've covered before, although this is a completely different beer from Four Points Brewing in Charleroi, PA. Uh, we have their Big City Double Coffee Porter, oh. 9% ABV porter. It's big on the coffee, I'll tell you right now. You're going to enjoy this one, Matt. I'm very excited. And everybody, don't forget to check out their second location. They have a tap room on the North Shore on Western Avenue, so mm-hmm. check that out when you get a chance. I've heard a lot of good things too about second location. Oh, it's cool. It's yeah. like a it's like a mini me version of the original. It's very nice. Yeah. Let's crack it. Ooh, sound effects. Just while Adam's pouring this beer out, just so you know, uh, Four Points was based out of Charleroi for a while, and which was difficult for people to get down there and enjoy their beer. But we were lucky enough to get down there pretty frequently to uh, check them out. And every time we went down there, some of the friendliest guys and gals on the planet in the craft beer industry and every beer we've had so far from this company has just been a knockout which so it makes it very easy for us to feature beers on our podcast from that brewery yeah i will i will say before we taste the beer even uh yeah everybody from their owner to their brewer to their front of house people are like some of the friendliest people especially for how popular they are their heads have not uh not gotten big they're very very humble very nice people yeah all the way around all right so brothers cheers up and take a sip and tell everybody about this beer that's a thick boy Oh, yeah. Oh, it, just coffee. Yeah. Boom. Super roasty. Yeah. Get a little bit of creaminess. Yeah, the mouthfeel is super, super smooth. Uh, yeah, you weren't wrong, man. That coffee is a first thing. And plus, I gave myself a little extra head on mine because I wanted some more of the effervescence. I saw that. You did that like yeah. kind of a-hole pour where you Went raised up it. a little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I learned that by watching all the craft beer douches on uh, on YouTube. They're like, if you really want to smell it, you do it like this. I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> So, as a guy who loves coffee stouts, coffee porters, blonde coffees, everything, uh, this definitely delivers on that front. Super roasty, and like Adam said, uh, smooth, 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 smooth mouthfeel, um, and the aromas are on point. This is an all-around experience of a beer, especially when we're kind of in the heat of summer. Uh, This is very refreshing for a porter. Yeah, like we're in the low 80s around here today, uh, but yeah, still can appreciate a good... Yeah. coffee porter coffee stout i don't i don't care any season is 
stout season or porter season. Absolutely. And also, too, uh, a little callback to uh, our, our drop there. Episode 208 from Hop Nation had some spicy boy uh, season in there. Adam and I got punished with hot sauce. So if you want to hear us uh, punish ourselves again, much like one of our episodes, you can go on to 208 and just check out the second half of the show and... I felt the effects of that for a couple of days. Very entertaining to listen to. Yeah. Oh, I think I I think I died and came back to life twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we in the last episode had the bets of doom on UFC 264, and I just want to know, Adam, have you seen anything on updates or changes or anything we need to know about before we start discussing some punishments? No, uh, no updates to the card itself. Uh, took a look at my picks again. I'm still happy with my picks. Um, I'm ready to roll into, we're recording on a Friday night, so 24 hours from now, we're about to get fired up into this main card and yeah. see what happens. I'm really pumped. I think one of the things I'm really excited about, too, is that the presser, uh, Conor McGregor left no no mystery to it whatsoever. He wants Diaz in a round three. I think he's seeing that you know trilogy fights are big money makers. Like There's already a projected huge booking for that but also a huge gate money maker whatever you want to say it, there's gate money to be had here for ufc 264 yeah and i think in his unique position win lose or draw this poyer fight uh he can still make money going against diaz for a third time because even if he loses there's still an attraction like diaz just lost yeah. in a close fight um and those two going at each other and jabbing each other in the pre-fight again would yeah. be awesome so yeah. All the press leading I up to those move. fights is is incredible because because right. Diaz he has that like back alley shit talking and then I think Conor McGregor is one of the best on the mic. It'd be kind of cool just to see them go at it again, especially now because I mean everyone talks about McGregor's money, but Diaz made a lot of money in this fight game. Uh, not as much as McGregor, clearly. I mean McGregor, I mean, he, one of his boxing match alone made more money than almost the entire uh, card combined, but. Um, I'm kind of excited to see where this can go, especially like, I, I just think Dustin's going to take this fight. I don't, even, I don't even think it's going to be, I hope it's close, but I don't think it's going to be that close. I think Dustin's too much of an all around fighter right now. I kind of think McGregor's past his prime and, but he still looks great. He looks fantastic. He does look good. Yeah. I think it'll go, like we said last week, I think it'll go longer than the yeah. second fight. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to go yeah. Five, it's a five-round fight. I don't think there's any no. way it's going five rounds. No, no. Uh, unless, you know, uh, Dustin's wife keeps sending McGregor those DMs. Uh, maybe that'll uh, <laughs> get him motivated. I don't know. Uh, speaking of DMs, Adam, do you know that we got some heat in our DMs? No. <laughs> what happened? So... Uh, if you guys listen to our podcast, you know we have a very few limited uh, sponsors, uh, mainly Anchor. Uh, thank you, Anchor FM. And then uh, Smooth My Balls, uh, which is a, a rival to the other company everyone knows about, Manscaped. So Smooth My Balls is an upstart company trying to do very similar things. I mean, some of the products can be viewed as very similar. And they reached out to us, and they wanted us to promote their product. They're an upstart. We're young and upstart, too. So I was like, cool. It's, it's a good marriage. Uh, they had like, Hey, we'll send you this thing. You try it out. You give us a review. So that's what I did. I went on and I had to put reviews on like three different platforms, but I could tell you like the whole time customer service was great. The product was really good. It was shipped really fast. I had no problems with them. Um, it's the customer experience you really want when you're getting a product. So that's what I wrote. I just wrote the thing that happened to me. I I'm never going to come on this program and give you something that I won't use. You right. Know? Um, so I put that on Instagram, like those, those couple things. And then I woke up one day and just, I had this first, I had like an emoji on my 
uh, my review. It was like a laughing cry face. I was like, all right, whatever. Then I saw my DMs were just like lit up. I was like, all right, I'm going to check these out. It is just whoever this was. I didn't know who this was at the time. They're just ripping at me. Like, you're a shill. How are you promoting a company? It's Manscaped 2.0. They're ripping off Manscaped and blah, blah, blah. So I just like start typing back. I'm like, it's an upstart company. They believe in us. We believe in them. And I was like, I, my product review is exactly what happened. So I don't know what you're talking about. So I was like, you know, I want to see who this person is because they would not leave me alone. So I checked out their Instagram page and their bio read, left my job. Husband bought me a, uh, an RV. I tour the world and review things and put them on Instagram for you to enjoy. Now, Adam, this is not a new thing. Much like podcasting is a new thing. Pro wrestling podcasts aren't a new thing. But we're we're not original in any way. No, we're not original. But we're just having fun. Much like, you know, have fun. But you came after us. And let me tell you, when you say you're touring the world... But you live in Montana and all your pictures are from Montana. You're not viewing the world. So I don't, if you think checking out Montana is like the best way to bring enlightenment to Instagram, let me promote Smooth My Balls. <laughs> right. Yeah. Pot calling the kettle black. You're going around shilling for everybody and we're shilling the one yeah. company that kind of reached out to us and we reached out to them yeah. mutually. Um, yeah. Don't, I mean, don't shill a shiller. Like, come on. Right. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, too, like, you weren't around for those contract talks I had with the reps from Smooth My Balls. They were really cool. They let me say whatever I wanted, do whatever I wanted. I cut my own promos with them. Like, it was fine. Even I wasn't around for it, so yeah. I can't say shit. It's, but to have someone who um, basically is a rubber stamp of something say that I am pretentious uh, or we're pretentious or the podcast yeah. are pretentious because we're promoting a well, company. She should see my RV that doesn't exist. Yeah. I can't wait till my husband buys me a vehicle that I can tour the world in. Or but, you can travel the world in your Ford Fiesta. Ooh, It'll yeah, be a lot of fun. I want to get the hatchback too. Oh, make sure. <laughs> God. So if you guys want to bring heat, pick something a little more fun. Uh, yeah, attack our attack our character, please. Yeah, I I I'm an anxious, somewhat depressed at times, overworked uh, employee of a job that I can't talk about. And Adam is the same. <laughs> I'm a, yeah. I'm a self-doubting, self-loathing alcoholic, so go for it. Yeah, take shots. We love it. Uh, but don't don't make fun of our sponsors because they like us and we like them. God damn it. So uh, moving on from heat, from buckle to bell, the boys are bringing you the wrestling news that you need to know. So as we uh, said in the drop here, Zelina Vega returned to the WWE, which was kind of a shock. That's more of a shock return than uh, some other ones here. But the interesting thing is that she rapidly deleted the tweets about unionization before showing up on TV for WWE. Uh, it looks like, too, that whenever she and her real-life husband, Tommy End, now known as Malachi Black, um, went on her Twitch and basically roasted what they called a dirt sheet guy about releasing a story about her being at the performance center, which we now know is true. Like they said, there was no you know credit to it whatsoever, but it's true because she showed up and then she's getting an instant push to Money in the Bank. She shows up. They already Sonya, Sonya Deville is like, "You're going to Money in the Bank. Don't worry about it." And then well, I need you to lose real quick. If you could just drop a match real quick with it inside five minutes, great return, great return. <laughs> um, 
Here's Mickey James' tra- second trash bag. Can you give me <laughs> Oh, my God. I wanted to see Selena Vega in the Indies or something so bad. Because now it's going to be... She's going to go back to whatever her character was. And creative is burying talent that isn't named Charlotte Flair in the women's division. So, right. like, all right. Prepare yourself to be a mid-carder when you could have been a top at, like, MPW or Power or whatever. NWA. Um, but good luck to you. It sucks that you sold out so quick by deleting your unionization posts, but hey, who are you? Uh, no, I'm not judging that. Make that chatter. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm fine with it. I, Go ahead. I, I just don't understand how, how quick did the money go in your hand when you were hovering over the delete command on Twitter? Was it like a same time? I don't know you man kind of thing. Or was it like. I'll give it a couple hours after I see if the check clears before I start deleting stuff. New Twitter account, who dis? Yeah, new Twitter account, who dis? Tariya, Trinidad, nah. <laughs> Zelina Vega, baby. Zelina Vega, WWE. Uh, so speaking of singles, doubles, and triples, <laughs> Jimmy Uso has now hit three DUIs, baby. Oh, he's a trios champion. He's a trios champion. Uh, so Florida police reported that Uso blew over a .205 after running a red light and driving erratically, which leads me to believe is Jimmy Uso coming out as the Florida man. I think he's one of many. Yeah. I think he's one of many. So I think WWE should like get into the pocketbooks and get that money that they got for cutting Aleister Black and like give him an Uber uh, allowance. <laughs> he just ha- he just has a guy who follows him and doesn't do anything just but like texts for Ubers. Hey, can you not screw up our biggest, most popular storyline? <laughs> here's here's like 200 bucks a week to go get drunk. Yeah, yeah it's because that's the thing too. That whole storyline was building to Usos versus Roman and it was going to be epic. And now what do you do? But here's the thing though. Um, you can't, you, you can't, you can't drop it really. You can't. I mean, you kind of have to fire him, but you also can't drop the storyline. Uh, well, nobody told WWE that because it's a Friday and I can tell you right now, one of the insiders that helps me out says that Jimmy Uso is backstage right now and no one's giving him any shit. This is Stop good shit. Oos. Yeah. Oos. Oos. So if I have any, any, anything I can say to him, Oos, lay off the juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get your life together, bro. And that's my dad joke for the week. Jimmy Uso, uh, I don't know. We've seen other people kind of go through similar uh, substance abuse issues and stay on. But I think at this point, you know, he was gone for so long with an injury. Now there's a, a new DUI. Um, and his brother looked pretty good as a singles. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you don't really need him. And he needs help. He does. He, he, does. Ne- he needs help. So, joke, like, <laughs> total jokes in there. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? But jokes aside, you need some substance abuse counseling, bro. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I hope that he gets it. Um, but speaking, also speaking of help here, uh, the hardcore legend, Terry Funk, is now reportedly fighting uh, the oncoming signs of dementia. So, uh, like I said, the hardcore legend, he's in the early stages of dementia as per his family. The initial report had him in significantly poor health. But this has since been cleared up by uh, several parties, uh, most notably Tommy Dreamer. Uh, he tweeted, and this is a little snippet of it. Um, he said that he had a conversation with Terry Funk, and Funk said, I'm currently sitting in an assisted living place with my thumb up my ass, whistling Dixie, but I don't remember the words. Which, if that's not Terry Funk incarnate, I don't know what is. Right. Yeah. But also not a great sign, because like, even if Dreamer's coming to his defense saying, like, hey, it's not that bad, like he's still admitting he's in assisted living yeah. and then joking and not about not having a good 
memory. It's like, tough, man. It's really sad to see. He's like, yeah. what am I? I mean, just always makes me laugh. The man retired more times than Ric Flair's held a championship. <laughs> hey, I actually heard that Motley Crue and Terry Funk are going on another farewell tour. <laughs> the final one. <laughs> the final one. Uh, I heard Kiss is going to headline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Get well, Funkster. Two of those three people I want to go away. Yeah. And then there's Terry Funk. <laughs> and then there's Terry Funk. And I hope Terry Funk puts Gene Simmons through a table. <laughs> Uh, Funkster, get better, man. I, I, dementia's tough, and we just hope you, you're all right. Dude, it's just thinking it, it's, you know, we're getting to an age right now where we're seeing a lot of our, our favorites and our legends that we know and love just getting to that point, man. And yeah. it's, we're going to start seeing some legends get put down, which is, which is hard. It's going to get real. It's going to get real fast. Yeah. We're going to have like a self-help podcast pretty soon. Like, so your legend died. What do you do? <laughs> Uh, so speaking of WWE, we're continuing on right here. Uh, there is a swirl of people who want Kofi Kingston as the new WWE champion. And inarguably, there's a huge push for him right now. He, I mean, granted, he's pinned Bobby Lashley in tag team matches, but right now reports are talking about a larger population pushing for Kingston to defeat Bobby Lashley at money in the bank to carry the belt for a second time. But as we all know, uh, Lashley's on a collision course with Brock Lesnar. So is it really Kofi's time to shine as a two-time champ? Or you know, is creative just kind of blowing some smoke right now? I mean, I did hear reports uh, today, this afternoon, that both John Cena and Brock Lesnar are now doubtful for SummerSlam. Oh, wow. So if that's not happening, maybe. But you got to get that belt back on Lashley for when Lesnar comes back. Yeah. You already had him squash Kofi in like a three-minute match mm-hmm. to get it off Kofi the first time, which was wrong. No, it was absolutely. Bad. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I don't disagree with Kofi should hold it again. Mm-hmm. I don't think now is the time. It's too transitional. It's, it would be nice to have him win it in front of a crowd. I, I mean, well, he did the first time. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking of the wrong wrestling. No, no, no. You're, you, you were but, thinking of um, Scottish Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it, yeah, Drew McIntyre. But it would, it would be nice to have the belt on him again. But I think you need to have it on a period where you're building the next generation up, and he's the one that passes the torch. Like Kofi's to that almost that almost that torch passer stage. Yeah, um, you know, in the next few years, I think it goes on him again. I don't think, I don't think 2021 is the year. However, it's hear me out. I said this before. Fill me on this one. Kofi, feel you on it like CM Punk? Phil, feel me on it. Feel me on this. I'm gonna get my Pittsburgh accent out of the way here. Feel me on this one, buddy. So, I said this before. Kofi wins the championship of Bobby Lashley, and then Big E with the Money in the Bank briefcase comes down and goes full heel because there's a shakeup happening with all the talent. And how incredible would a Kofi Kingston and Big E rivalry be for that championship while they wait for Brock Lesnar to heal up to give Bobby Lashley more time to push his build or build his push. And then he gets the belt back. And then you have an apocalyptic match between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Meanwhile, you still have a secondary heat that can carry on without a title in the picture between Kofi Kingston and Big E. Okay, you convinced me. Yeah. Although I would almost like to see Big E up in that title picture with either three-way it <sighs> or just cool. replace Lashley with Big yeah. E. Like, I don't know. Dude, think about like a four-way dance. That'd be any, pretty cool, too. Any combination of those four guys. Yeah. Well, except Kofi Brock. I don't want to see that anymore. 
but all other combinations yeah. stayed with. Yeah, cool. I, I, I would just like to... I, I just want to see... I want to see more baby faces go heel because I'm going heel and I want to make sure that people go heel too. And they need some good fucking heels they in do. WWE. Yeah. Uh, look, right now, uh, who's a heel? Roman is the best. Yeah. He's I mean, the best one. You got him. And like, you know, some somebody argued that Seth Rollins is still a heel. And I'm like, I don't, he's, he's such an in-betweener. And he's not really doing anything. I see him getting set up so hard to go against Roman that I don't. I think he is acting like a heel, but I see him going face. Like, I don't believe it. Yeah. I see him turning face any second now. He has to turn face. And same with, like, Lashley always. I mean, Lashley is a heel, but he's not. He's great in the ring, but he needs. I mean, he's good. I think he's good, too. I tell you what, though. uh, I think we've seen, though, that MVP was a commodity that needed to come back to the brand. He, oh, he's incredible. Yeah, such a great talent as a manager. He was a he was a decent wrestler, but damn is he a good manager. One of the only good things on Monday nights. Yeah, oh yeah. That's it's very limited right now. Um so speaking of things coming to an end, uh Alistair Black ended his time away from the ring, you know, also known as Tommy End, but now he's known as Malachi Black. He uh debuted at Road Rager for AEW uh, and it was due to a clerical error <laughs> on his release paperwork, where usually, as we know, there's a 90-day no-compete con- clause that comes in, which would have taken him out of Road Rager, Fighter Fest, and I think the first and pay-per-view. Full gear, yeah. And Full Gear. Yeah. So, like, really screwing his debuts. But somehow, someone at WWE doesn't know how to make a nine. They only make threes. Oh, and they're writing things out. But I thought you typed everything. Whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> Alistair Black got to debut good for him he pulled the community chest card yeah bank error in your favor buddy boom baby do it so he, i will yeah. i will say right off the top though not a fan of any of these names that AEW is coming up with malachi black i wish he was just tommy end to be honest yeah i get that it's a he's tommy end and this is probably a character thing from the vignettes i've seen mm-hmm. uh him post on his instagram which were amazing yes which i think was called devil the devil made me do it yes phenomenal everybody look it up it's on yeah. Tommy N's Dude, you see his merch? Instagram page. The merch is going The along. merch looks good, too. I'm buying a shirt. But also <laughs> didn't like uh, AEW's return to live crowds being called Road Rager. Yeah. It just made me think of like driving down the highway and popping a boner. Did not, did not, <laughs> did not appreciate in Florida, of all places. Yeah. Which I don't. Jimmy Houston is all about that. <laughs> Florida man. Yeah, didn't like that name either. Uh, I was gonna say though, I when I when I saw Road Rager, all I thought about was like getting on a Suzuki, doing 110 miles an hour with a chain in my it's hand. Good for you. It, yeah. it was just Roadhead or <laughs> worse for me. <laughs> well, I mean, this was the bright spot on Road Rager. Aside from that, the tag match, which I thought was incredible, but I want to talk about Mr. Malachi Black right now. Um, the lights go out twice, by the way, because there was an error earlier. I think. I th- I give AEW credit for that. I think it was a red herring, and I think it was ingenious. Oh, really? I think they because they said it on commentary immediately, like bad weather blown through, blackouts oh, aren't yeah. blackouts aren't shit. Like they called it on the first one, yeah. And then when it went out the second time, they immediately were like, "Bad weather, everybody, don't worry." And the live crowd wasn't expecting yeah anything. They gave them the one red herring where nothing happened. Then on the second one, you got that bigger. Pop. I think it. 
it was either an error that worked in their favor or they did it on purpose. Either way, I think it worked for them. That's cool. Yeah. You know what? They've screwed up enough matches and stuff. I'm going to give them credit for this yeah. one. I'm going to go with your idea. And you say know what? Exploding Barbar Deathmatch, yeah. I won't mention it again because yeah. you did this right. Yeah, you've earned our our uh, our respect and our reprieve, so we will no longer speak of the Sparkler Show. But when you see Malachi Black... <laughs> when you see Ma- <laughs> It's like a Canadian 4th of July. <laughs> okay, now we're done. Yeah. That's the last one. <laughs> so, when Malachi Black appears, um, of course, because like, every other talent that's ever come in uh, as a free agent has to wrestle Cody Rhodes. All all lines to AEW go through Cody Rhodes, which I, some people are pissed about. Cody Rhodes is a great in-ring in- worker. What do you want? He has the best in-ring storytelling in AEW. Yeah. You can bash me for that. I know he's the Triple H of AEW or whatever. He's still the, him versus Dustin was the best brother versus brother match yeah. I've ever seen. Aside from whenever you put you hurt your brother, and put, put that wasn't televised. <laughs> uh, secret time: Adam split his brother's head open <laughs> with, a, with a radiator. Although I did see the Briscoe versus Briscoe uh, farm park match, match. <laughs> the farm match. Yeah, okay, and it was really, really good, good too. Yeah, yeah. for a th- uh, theatrical cinematic match, it might be the best one. Yeah. Oh, that Briscoe match was sick. Not to go too far off topic, no. but everybody, it's on it's on YouTube for free. Yeah. The full match, that check it out. out. That yeah. was badass. Uh, so now that he's on, and it's clearly there's a collision course for Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes, um, Adam, can we play Fantasy Booker for a hot second? Sure. Uh, what I want to do here is I want to just kind of say, all right, it's a given Cody Rhodes is number one. What do you think the next two fights or two next storylines are going to be for Mr. Malachi Black. Can I throw it back at you first? Because sure. I have quite a few options, and I don't know what lane I want to take it. So okay. I want to see if you take some of my guys, yes. and then I got alternative routes. Okay. So uh, my first one has a little bit of a storyline behind it. I really believe, and I've said this before on the, on the podcast, if anyone can take over from Mr. Brody Lee in the Dark Order, it is Malachi Black. He can turn them heel again. Um, and I think, I think if you see Paige lose to Omega that this puts it in line a little more because I think that uh, Malachi Black can put on a great show with Omega, but I think he turns the Dark Order full-blown evil heel, and he goes against Omega for the championship. I just think it it would be really cool to see them just annihilate the elite. You'd almost have to turn Omega face then. Or you turn them like cool heel against corny heel. Well, I would say like cult heel. Versus okay. corny heel. Not gonna lie, Omega yeah. Omega was one of yours on my short yeah. list, but I was gonna turn him face at some point. Well, I would uh, I will say this too. It's like if you if you wanted to keep that, I'm saying like keep Omega doing that like over the top corniness, but make make the Dark Order into Just serious, full blown serious yeah. cult heel. I agree, oh, and the, why that works so well, and why I was forcing Omega into that match somehow on my list was because those two guys are some of the best realistic looking strikers oh, and yeah. it, definitely in AEW and probably all of pro wrestling right now so omega was definitely on my list but i have backups and that's why i know I you all did you have like plans a through z i always feel under i got a really good one that i don't think you have on okay your we'll see if it's your second okay. one i'm gonna fucking scream because <laughs> i think it's a really good one okay so what's your first one no, go do your two, and then I'll so, do my two. I would say if that doesn't play out, because there's a strong possibility that or pay- after that plays out, even yeah. 
But I would say, like, I think the the precursor to it. I mean, I would like, I still like to see Malachi take over the Dark Order. I think it would be a really good idea. Especially when Anna Jay comes back, having those two together at the front, that'd be pretty cool. Especially if they can annihilate Cody Rhodes again with Brandy back, like taking them out, that'd be pretty cool. But I would say if I had to see something, something else, if that couldn't happen, I'd love to see Malachi Black take on something along the lines of like a big man. I want to see them. I want to see him like show that power, like the dark power that he's clearly shown that he possesses. So not to sacrifice him again, but I think Lance Archer would be a great match. Um, just seeing serious brute force. And maybe if he's not doing the dark order things, he can turn Lance Archer and they can become a team. Like, oh, like I defeat you. You're fucked. Now you're with me. And then could you imagine Malachi Black, and now Lance we're the tag Archer, team champions forever? And now, yeah. And then you have uh and then you can turn um Jake Snake Roberts fucking heel. Dude. Which is his best promo work. Best promo work. So I would like to see that. He goes against Lance Archer, flips Lance Archer, then also flips Jake Snake Roberts, and they all go full heel and dominate tag team wrestling. In AEW at least. Very nice. I like that. Thank Lance you. Archer was on my long list, but did not yeah. make my short list. I like to like, Because I didn't want to see him beat. Like yeah. whoever I was putting Malachi Black. Yes. I hate that it's name. hard to say that name because it sucks. <laughs> it just makes me think of Children of the Corn and I don't right? like it. <laughs> He who walks behind the rose. <laughs> but yeah, I just didn't want Lance Archer to lose. He needs Lance Archer needs a fucking win. But I am putting Malachi Black over some big names. Do it. So first, you didn't take either of my like favorite two. It's the I first had. time ever I've yeah. done that too. By the so way. he's beating Cody Rhodes. Yeah, absolutely. he might kill Arn Anderson in storyline and shoot because that sell by Arn was re- like he clearly didn't clip yeah. Arn too hard but Arn's cell job I thought he broke his hip he yeah. did a really good he job like, the microphone was gone <laughs> <laughs> he almost nailed Shivani in the face it was great Duck Tony so uh, my first uh, matchup after Cody would be the, and I don't know if he's faced right now you might need to face him a little bit more but the bastard Pac oh my god I think that would be an awesome match yeah. two European like current legends active legends right now i'm sure they fought in the past being from similar regions and territories but uh, i would love to see that on a pay-per-view have them come over pack somehow some way in a really hard fought match yeah then from there i have a full storyline built up yeah where he takes out uh, eddie kingston on the way to a pay-per-view match against john moxley oh wow okay yeah dude so those are my those are my two. You're really good. So dude. yeah, so <laughs> two two the two main storylines are Pac and Moxley. Yes. But to get to Moxley, you go through Kingston, which is also a good striker. Yeah. Shouldn't be as competitive as either the Pac or the Moxley matches, but still a just a beastly match. Yeah. Where he just punishes Kingston, makes Moxley rage out or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do I I want to predict this now I. If there's anything AEW is going to do right, this is how they write Cody Rhodes off TV for the birth of his child. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for you sure. You have Malachi Black just mutilate him. Right, right. Hard fought match. Have Cody Rhodes lose in significant fashion. Write him off. But one thing, too, I wanted, I wanted to say is that you're missing a person in that buildup that would give the Amsterdam Annihilator quite a match. And that is Penta. That would be interesting. He's 
you you do Penta so badly that you have to have Kingston step in that he's that he hits Kingston. Then and there's that take Pac Matt. Oh, well, yeah. and there's also the Pac, Pac to yeah. Penta that connection whole too. like death triangle. The thing. only thing, the only reason I left Penta out of it was I wasn't sure how that strike heavy Malachi Black yeah. offense goes with Lucha. Um, I think they would pull it off somehow. I'd love to see it. Yeah, but it just wasn't making my top two. But yeah. I do agree with you. Yeah. Not not bad at all. Okay. So before we go to break, how'd that beer treat you? It was awesome. Yeah. It was coffee. It was high ABV. Yeah. Uh, it was dark. It was creamy. I loved it. Yeah. I got a little burn in my chest. A the, like bit. I like I say about everything from yeah. Four Points. So good. Uh, thank you, Four Points, for that beer. I, I don't can... mean to constantly be tooting their horn, nah. but beep beep. I mean it's easy. Because they're good. I mean, <laughs> uh, so we are going to move into a break for some ads. And that's right. We're going to put the smooth my balls ad in there, too. So you can come after us again, asshole. Yeah, drive your RV all the way to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Let's drink some beers. You had to leave Montana. Uh, and I then, just want to drink beers with you. I don't hate you. Yeah, well. <laughs> you didn't DM me. Yeah, DM Adam. At <laughs> uh, Bachelor underscore Brewing on social media. So uh, if you hear something you like, please check them out. Because if you support them, you support us. And when you support us, we can bring you uh, really cool stuff. And... We want to bring you cool stuff. So, see you in a second. Bye. Hey, guys. I think we're all sitting here with partners, women in our lives, that would uh, kind of appreciate it if we uh, groomed up a little bit. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I do too. And I'm lucky enough to have been in touch with a company called Smooth My Balls, and they want to make sure that we bring our listeners what they have to offer. So right now, they offer the Turf Chopper 3.0 with uh, skin-safe technology. So when you are trimming your sack, you don't mess up and bring a messed up chia pet to a magic party, if you know what I'm saying. You got to bring your A game to the battlefield, guys. Always. And the other thing, too, I don't know about you guys, but I often get talked to about having all the hair left in the sink. Uh, that's when the Pube Muncher 1.0 comes in. It's a little vacuum, sucks it all up, and grinds up all the hairs, and you can throw away a little easier. That way you can avoid a conversation later, and you can stay groomed. Always important. It's always important. And right now, all of our listeners can save 15% on their order. How can they do that? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Josh. They can go to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and save 15% on their entire order right now. That's smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. And don't forget to look at some of the other products they have, like the sack mat, like the sack vacuum, like the ball freshening powder, and everything else. It's all there for you. Smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB for 15% off your order right now. Now, the ones them ladies, the one stop shop for men's grooming. <laughs> it's right. Welcome back. Hopefully, you heard something that you like. Because if you do, again, if you support them, you support us, and we support us, we get to bring you more cool stuff. Uh, we like that you guys listen to us, and we want to keep you listening to us. So, help us. Thank you so much. So, uh, Adam, I gotta know, buddy, what do we have for round two bear? So, for round two, we're going outside of the Pittsburgh area. Oh, no! But we're staying in PA. Yay. We are going all the way to a little place called Kane, PA. By God, it's Kane! Thank you for saying it so I didn't have to. <laughs> Hell in the cell. So, out of Kane, PA, it is Log Yard Brewing. Nice. Um, so, 
didn't officially meet these guys, but I was in the crowd as they gave a presentation for uh, the Hops for Hearth event this year, which oh, is a wonderful. charity event that uh, first our friends at First at Brewbox throw on together Love you, in Dennis. conjunction with Hops for Hearth every year. It's a little beer fest. This year it was virtual. Logyard was one of the presenters. They really impressed me. So I saw that they were down at the Carnegie Beer Distributor today doing tasting. So I went down and got some of their Gentleman's Agreement American IPA. It's really cool they were down in Carnegie. So they yeah. are, they're they're, they're coming the into Pittsburgh hard. Ever yeah. since that Hops for Hearth event, I've seen them more and more pop Good. up. So they are big in the Pittsburgh scene, even though they're not from Pittsburgh. Yeah. They're not far. They're a couple yeah. hours away. Go check them out if you're ever around Kane. Yeah. Um, by God, it's Kane. By God, it's Kane. I gotta say it every time. So we have the Gentleman's Agreement. It's an American IPA. It's 6.5%. Okay. Not much more to say than that. I'm expecting just traditional IPA goodness. Yeah. Let's crack it. Ooh. You're good at that, by the way. Do you work for a podcast? I drink a lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> so while Adam pours that beer, just so you guys know, we did put it out to the Twitterverse. Uh, there was a bit of a show down here. Uh, we gave a... We gave a question out there. Who would you rather give a push to uh, due to our Mount Rushmore of tag teams? And the three choices were the Hardy Boys, Lucha Brothers, and the Young Bucks. And you guys split it down the middle for the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks, 50-50 on each, and 0% for the Hardy Boys. So Adam loses again, which I'm pretty excited about. That's not the same but, question, though. Mount huh. Rushmore and who would you give a push to now? Well, no. I not, wouldn't push not the now. No, 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 not now. I mean, who would you, who would you push given the chance? Yeah, I wouldn't push the Hardy Boys, given the in chance. In their primes? It doesn't say in the... I'm I sorry. Know. I got to get on Twitter and... Mate, you, you need to get on Twitter. You don't have a Twitter. No, wait, you do have a Twitter. Adam has a Twitter. I followed some people today. You followed a couple people. He has like... <laughs> you followed like 10 people. There was online outrage today about beer, and I had to get on and start following people. <laughs> oh, my God. It really hit me to the core. So, uh, speaking of more of the Twitter verse showdown and surprising results, we put it out there. Who are you taking the main event in UFC 264? And you guys all agree with us. You're taking Dustin at 100%. There's no votes for Connor. None. Wow. On our Twitter. Uh, so, guys, again, if you want to chime in and tell us what you think, you know, just follow us on Twitter, on all social media, actually, at DecayandWTB, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can always email us, DecayandWTB at gmail.com. Uh, let us know how much we suck. So I hope the Vegas odds go a similar way because I'm going to throw a couple bucks on Connor tomorrow. Just in, <laughs> just in case. Just in case. So we have this wonderful beer here from, by God, it's Kane. Uh, the gentleman's uh, agreement. and From uh, Logyard. Wow, man. Located in, by God, it's Kane. I'm sorry. Logyard, <laughs> I'm just so excited to yell, by God, it's Kane. Uh, that I can't help myself. But Logyard, I can tell you right now, the color of this thing is ridiculous. Spot on, man. Uh, so let's chug this thing up a little bit and see how we like it. Yeah, I already took a couple sips, so I'll talk while you cool. while you taste it. Um, Very good on the color. Everything about this is very even keel. American IPA, I think, is the perfect description for this. It's got a nice crisp maltiness, but a little bit of sweetness. And then the hops are not super bitter, but they're there. And they're not tropical like in New England. They're there. And it's just, and it's 6.5, which is just like right in the middle of my IPA joy. This is just like a really good go-to. Is it wrong for me to call it a, just a blue collar IPA? It very much is. Yeah. And Logyard, from what they explained in the, at the event I attended, mm -hmm. was that they are very blue collar. They come from a logging, historical wow. logging town, which is why they're Logyard. Cool. They use a lot. Uh, they had one at the event. That used uh, 
sorry guys it was birch bark i believe oh in okay. an ipa that was phenomenal and, and then a lot of their cool. names go off of like old blue collar terms it's it's just a really cool place can't wait to get out there and visit yeah. them as as soon as we can as soon as one of us gets a working car again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> we will get out there we, yeah, we, we got to get this thing on the road yeah uh so i can just say like yeah i i agree like the the maltiness is there nothing is like overpowering it's such a nice they always say if you're gonna do the standard you have to do it perfectly and i'm gonna just venture to say this is quite literally a perfect blue collar ipa it's very well balanced yeah it could be a little more bitter for me and still be there but yeah. for a not like for somebody that's just like hop blown out like doesn't like those super burny hop ipas this is this is it. there's nothing burning about this yeah. there's it's it's, it's flavor smooth. it's, it's smooth. flavor it's uh yeah it's like that it's like a smooth marble cigarette at a sunset in montana i'm still mad about that bitch with an rv come after me if you want to come after me with your stupid rv you drive to pennsylvania You're the only person mad at montana right now not besides so the bovine <laughs> i'm on a full plant-based diet now <laughs> So, speaking of wanting to finish people off, again, drive your RV to Pennsylvania and we can dance, motherfucker. I'll drink a nice beer with you. I will not fight you. I'm a super kick you. So, I, uh, there's something about. I want her to Instagram about me. <laughs> she'll say nice things about your beer. Uh, there's something about a finisher. I think it's like it caps a match off. All the story building, all the drama, all the swirl, just everything about it. Two collision course comets coming together, and there has to be a finish. And there's nothing more potent than a big, brassy finisher in front of a live audience. That pop, the finish, the cheer. So, Adam, I challenge you to a Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling finishers. So we can decide once and for all who reigns supreme as the number one match killer of all time. So you're just going to keep challenging me to these until you get good at them or what? I'm good at this one. Okay. I hope so. You're like, you picked fucking grilled cheese and you picked New Age Outlaws. I'm going to tell you right now, I love grilled cheese. I love the New Age Outlaws. But this one, I love this one so much. We're if about to dance. If you take my number one, I might clap for you over okay. yelling because it's a clear number one. Right. And I think you go, did I go first on, I went first on tag. Team. Yeah. So I get to go first this time. You go first. Okay. So. And if uh, you take mine, I'm going to hit you with this bar stool, but then I'll clap for you. Okay. That's fine. I'll take both of those things. That means I'm actually like doing something right for once in this <laughs> stupid thing. I try, uh, go back with other episodes. I don't understand what first round picks are, but in this thing I do because I love finishers and I love how matches get concluded with just just vicious violent finishes so uh, my finishes are violent none of them are like like swan tom bombs right like i don't want any of that stuff my you're not flash your power i am power i am the ftr of mount rushmore's so off the rip no introduction whatsoever stone cold stunner that stunner is, here comes the bar stool you motherfucker it, yes the stone cold stunner is simplistic it comes out of nowhere and it Depending on who you're giving it to is so violent and there's no fucking way that you're kicking out of it. Now you can in modern wrestling stunners don't mean as much as they used to, but when you have the, like, sorry, KO. Yeah. 
the purveyor of violence at the time, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the original go fuck yourself, my boss guy, he's out there, a boot to the nuts and a stunner. And that match is over. Mankind, Undertaker, Rock, Shawn Michaels, you line them up. They've all been stunned. They've all been beat and they've all gotten pops. So my number one pick for the first time ever, a good one. The Stone Cold Stunner. I will say that's your best number one pick ever. Yay! And to back you up, I also appreciate it. Not for the reasons you said yes. only. But because that thing could have been hit at any time. Mm-hmm. It could have been hit on a guy giving him an interview. It could have been hit backstage. And it was. He could have popped out of the monster truck and just landed it. <laughs> like, he hit that thing in every... It, you were always on the edge of your seat knowing, thinking happen. it was coming. When is it coming? One of my favorites is when he cheers Shane McMahon and they both chug. <laughs> yeah. And he stunned the beer right out of Shane's mouth. Beautiful. I mean, like, just, yeah. And it's easy to sell. The biggest pops of our childhood, too, yeah. was when Stone Cold oh, Stunners yeah. were hit. And biggest pops. Easy to sell, too. Easy number one. Yep. If that wasn't your number one with your first I pick, know. I would have crucified I, I had another number one, but when we get to the end of this, I'll tell you what my, I was wrestling with, too, but go I ahead. I think it might come up now. And I had a different number two, but I'm going to move my number three up, actually, into my number one, because you took my number one, and okay. I like this finisher for a similar reason. So my number one with a little bit of uh, hesitation, yeah, because I'm not a big fan of this wrestler, but I love the way he finishes a match, the RKO yeah, by Randy Orton. You can't Better than the, come at me, better than the diamond cutter. Oh, yeah. Because he literally can hit it, and I like it because he can hit it out of anywhere, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, which was the big freaking. Yeah. From out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Dude. So for day. a similar reason, yeah, um, yeah it just. Some of the best finishers, him hitting it on Evan Bourne, who's now, oh boy. Matt Seidel. Thank you. Matt Seidel. He did that shooting star press into one. Yeah. He had a great one on Kofi in the past, off the ladder. Like, just a killer move. Comes out of nowhere, but it's sudden. It's impactful. I'm with you, too. I'm not on the flashy moves with nah. my finishers. Um, I'm with ones that hit, hit hard, and end the match. Yes. Um, so, and also a spoiler alert, I don't, if it really gets deep into picks, I, there might be a submission finisher, but they're not really on my list either. There's not ones that I, I would ever say like, Oh my God, he locked it in. That's, you know, right. I mean, maybe the ankle lock from Kurt angle, cause of the way he sold it, I would say that'd be like, maybe my, I don't know, honorable mention. If I had to do a submission one, that'd be it. But like, I don't know. No, but my second pick, let me just tell you, you're going to steal my second pick. I hope that I do. So listen, Again, not flashy. However, this one came off kind of flashy because of the setup. And when you start hearing that stomp, 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 and you hear the band tuning up, and you know that sweet chin music is about to smack someone into oblivion to ignite the boyhood dream against Bret Hart, to end the career of Ric Flair, to solidify the legacy of D-Generation X, Shawn Michaels delivers the best sweet chin music, and there was not a better one, and to this day, not a better sweet chin music super kick I've ever seen. So with my second pick, Adam, I am taking sweet chin music. Thank you, Shawn Michaels. You look sad. You took my top two. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> I thought I had to take the RKO because that might be coming next. Nope. If I took Sweet Chin Music, though. Yeah. Was RKO on your list? No. Oh, shit. Dude, I have four fucking bangers. Because you even used the same argument. I was like, it ended Ric Flair's career. It's a, it's a, it's a. Listen, I told you, this is my lane. This one right here, I love this one so much. 
that I really had heart and soul in it. I've got to come up with some new. I had five on my list, and you took Welcome two of them, and to I used Matt one of them. Killen. I don't have enough finishers oh on my, my list God. now. I had limited research time today, and yep. I did not do enough research, so I'm gonna have to go deep. Okay, what but, do you got? Well, from for my second one, then I'm going all the way across the pond, and yeah. not to England going to japan oh okay with a great move the most devastating move i've ever seen definitely was further down my list than number two but i'm moving it up because it's the most brutal move i've seen i think wwe has banned it in its original form <laughs> bianca Belair now does a version of it a modified version of it it is the burning hammer hell made famous yeah. by kenta kobayashi in japan what a fantastic pick so for those of you who don't know what it is because it's not a very popular maneuver Perry Saturn used to hit a move, and a couple other wrestlers hit a Death Valley driver, which where the guy was laid over the shoulders in a fireman's carry, kind of like John Cena's F5. Or, uh, sorry, FU. Attitude adjustment. Yeah. F5's a different move. This, he was laid, the wrestler was laid in reverse on the shoulder, so like a torture rack, and then literally dropped on their neck (laughs) every time. Every Over the shoulder, onto their neck by Kenta and uh not the new kenta kenta kobayashi way back in the day yes and it just looks like it never could have been that move could have never been taken properly um so just for the brutality of it the burning hammer is my number two dude that's a great pick and and i know like you on wrestling games on all the video games that's always oh dude it's brutal it's that or the stunner yeah well of course it's not because it's number one overall pick (laughs) right Man, J- dude, Japan, there's something over there. Like They're like, we don't care. We're going to keep doing what we want to do, um, which kind of leads me into my pick because I did take my pick, too, from Japan because um, it's still wildly in play over there. And we see it now over here in the States uh, pretty regularly. It's probably one of the flashier moves. I said I don't like flash, but it's probably as flashy as it gets. But the Falcon Arrow. Falcon Arrow. That's flashy. Yeah. The Falcon Arrow to me, it's a it's a great It's, it's brutal a, though. It's a great suplex. It's all about going on the neck and the and the roll of the shoulders. Uh Hikaru Shida is using it right now. And I've seen it as a setup for other things, but I think when it's hit the right way, it looks brutal. It definitely has the feel of a finisher, and you have to work to get it. That's not like a finisher like a stunner like sweet chin music that you can like throw in the first like minute of the match they can't be like a quick one you gotta work your opponent and tire them out and then hit the falcon arrow so for me i just i love it i think it's a great pick i think it's a solid third round pick because that, yeah definitely you would have been like why are you taking your first round pick but i waited because i have a solid Yeah, because you had to take my first two <laughs> yeah but i have a solid fourth and i can't wait to say it but for right now Hikaru Shida is hitting the best Falcon Arrow in the game right now, so I'm picking the Falcon Arrow. I have a solid fourth, too, and I'm wondering if we're in a similar lane because we seem to be in a similar lane. We are. But I do have a very different number three. Okay. Because when it was hit, it ended matches. It was used by multiple people under different names in different promotions. Santino and Santina? The the Viper? Nope. Zock Viper? Definitely not it. (laughs) Definitely not it. It was used exclusively and done the best. By the dead man. Oh. Tombstone pile. Dirt. You stole my shit. Also done very wonderfully by Just Incredible in ECW. Because he oh, would do yeah. it off like the second rope. Yes. Which looked brutal. Which MJF did on AEW last week. And it didn't get the win. And it really pissed yep. me off. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, new age wrestling, they're doing, like, dude, the Cody Cutter, like, should be a, it's a should be a dater. Should be, it should be the end of the match. It actually, I stuck up for Cody earlier. I'm yeah. going to unstick up for him now. That should be his finisher, not that stupid crossroads. Yeah. Where he just takes, like, basically bumps himself. Like, yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. I can't believe you stole my fourth round pick, by the way. I was hoping, like, so no. So that was your fourth? That was my fourth okay. round pick. I was. At least I got one of yours. You got one of them. I was hoping. I kind of like rolled the dice. I did. I rolled the dice on that one, and I was waiting for it. But yes, you're 100 percent correct. That Tombstone Pile Driver was incredible. I mean, and you're right. Just incredible when he did it. It looked like he was breaking people's necks. Yeah. <laughs> he would hit it on Lance Storm, and it looked like Lance was dead. Lance Storm is one of the best in-ring technicians that's ever graced the ropes, and I can't believe that people don't give us, uh, give him enough credit. So that one wasn't on my list. I had to ad lib oh, Tombstone in too. <laughs> you ad libbed one and stole mine. You're a dick. Fuck. Now I gotta. Okay. So the, the only one I had left on my list is a better fourth rounder. Okay. Okay. So I like to wrap mine up. Um, I was going to wrap up that tombstone, but you took it from me. I can't believe you, buddy. Yeah, I'm not looking. Don't worry. So, uh, gosh, man. I had a really cool one left over. It was a tag team move, and we already talked about it, but I'm not going to say that one. Um, a little uh, Legion of Doom. little Legion of Doom. Yeah, yeah the Doomsday, Doomsday device, device, which was really cool. Again, a, a fault that the guy taking it is not going to take a bump well for that one. Um, so... For me, I gotta say that I, I lived and died by the attitude error era era error 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 So the attitude era was Yana. a place <laughs> was a place that I, I lived and died for wrestling. I really loved it. Um, I felt that it was a place where you could really see some see some shit. You know what I mean? And there's one guy, rest in peace to him, by the way. I love him to death, Eddie Guerrero. Um, I lied to you and said that I don't like Flash, but the Eddie Guerrero Frog Splash as a finisher is a solid fourth round pick. And seeing him hit it, it's like what he got the most height. Seeing him get that, him and Rob Van Dam had yeah, the, had the most say. height. As I say, there's a real argument for you. Yeah, the the general five. So, but the thing is, like, but just saying the Frog Splash is in a general, finisher, I, I will let you include both men. There is something about watching those men go off the top rope and get as much high as they can, and all the cameras flashing in the background. Iconic moments. Uh, watching Eddie Guerrero come in as one of, what were they called again? The, not the Misfits. That was a whole other thing with Luna Vachon. Darn it. The Radicals. The Radicals. Yeah. Coming in as part of the Radicals, and he was like bombing on people with that Frog Splash. I can't not pick that. But also, Perry Saturn's Death Valley Driver was like a close pick for that because he yeah. sold that really well. But I already said Burning Hammer, which was the I more know. devastating. I mean, yeah. Death Valley Driver, I love too. Yeah, I can, I can what about agree that with diving that. Headbutt? Dude, well, that gets you onto a. I don't know flex. who did that. WWE deleted that. Yeah, movie. you're not allowed to know about that. Just go look at Bowflex commercials. So. Uh, yeah, fourth round pick. I'm saying the five star frog splash. I think both guys called the five star frog splash. Uh, no, I think no. five star was specifically Rob Van Dam. Uh, but frog splash, I'll count for both guys. Cool, that's yeah. Fine. I'm saying the frog splash. That's a good. That's a good. One of the best top rope maneuvers. Oh yeah. That's more impact than flash. Even though it's yeah. off the top and mm -hmm. it's flashy. Yeah. It's not like it's the uh, was it the red arrow by which yeah. is amazing, which but is it's cool, more yeah. flash than substance. Yeah. Well, like. I'll say too. The frog splash gives both guys an opportunity to sell, right? Because you you sell your own impact, and the person on the floor sells the significant impact. So, like if you're like an Eddie Guerrero, and also I think Rob Van Dam was good at it too. But when you sell your own impact, you make it feel like you almost put them through the ring, right. which was cool. Yeah, absolutely. 
So with mine, I might be going with the newest. No, that's not true, because he used it in other promotions besides NXT and WWE. But it's a newer finisher. Santino's, Santino Marilla. I'm not definitely not gonna say <laughs> Santino's. Not the not the Viper Strike, sorry, okay. buddy. Damn it. Not Mr. Socko either. Oh, come on, man. Which is just a ripoff. <laughs> Fucking viper! Ooh, it's a snake. No, that's Mr. Socko, but you don't have to put your fingers yeah. in his mouth. <laughs> you you did it, in green dick. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, love you, Santino. My pick for my fourth round, maybe the most impactful. It's up there against the Burning Hammer, the Muscle Buster by Samoa Joe. Oh wow, man! You you dig dig you dug deep, man. Yeah, I really thought about it, and I was yeah. like, moves I would never want to take. That's one of them. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, dude. <laughs> so just like really cool. Don't know how. I know it's injured people, and that's a shame. Uh, glad it hasn't injured more people because yeah. it looks devastating every time he hits it. So yeah, I'm going with the uh, not a popular choice, probably not a super well known one because I don't know how much he used that on WWE television after NXT. Or is running TNA and Impact, but Samojo's Muscle Buster. If you don't yeah, know what it is, look it look up. Look it up. But I think, honestly, I think in TNA and Impact, he had the lid taken off him a little more. He was able to do it. But I think WWE banned that move for a while. Well, he hurt um, Natalia Knight. Natalia's oh, husband, husband really bad with it. Uh, yeah. yeah Tyson, Broke his neck. Tyson, Tyson Kidd, yeah. Tyson Kidd, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So I think, I think they kind of banned yeah. it after that like, injury. Hey, man, you can't just hurt. Someone in the Hart family. Can yeah. you just not do that, please? Yeah, they, he ended his career is still yeah. not revived. I think he's – is he coaching now, Tyson? Yeah, Kidd? he's like an agent or a coach yeah. or something. Which is good. Tyson Kidd was a fantastic talent. He, he's more of a high flyer than anything. Yeah, yeah. But I, the Hart dungeon really had a good – anyone came from that faction. Anyway, I could talk about the Hart Foundation. That might be an episode for us to talk about the Hart Foundation. Uh, in all fairness, Sharpshooter was my only submission I was considering on the yeah. list, but it didn't make it. Yeah. We'll do best submissions. Uh, oh, yeah. Episode, best sure. submissions, that'd be really fun. Uh, Cripple Crossface is definitely going to get on there. Uh, Three-handled family credenza. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of Jericho's best moves. Oh, my God. So, uh, Adam, we have to decide here. We have to pick four. we got to pick four. And I and I just want to say, great job. Great job, by the way. I mean, I, I, mean, I had to really freaking yeah. audible my list. Bad. Yeah. It was literally Stunner, Sweet Chin Music, RKO, Burning Hammer. Yeah. It was my original list. Muscle Buster was my... Yeah. Uh, tag in, and then I had to throw a tombstone. Team so I, I will say you did a really good job. And I think here's I, here's what I think happened. You thought I wasn't going to do this well, and you kind of worked yourself. I into thought you a were going to at least dick yourself on the first one yeah. and be like, uh, "The rock bottom was great," and the rock bottom iconic move, not a great, not finisher. good. People's elbow. Iconic move, not a great finisher. I thought you were going Rocky. I don't you know, know what I thought you were going to do. You the, uh, the Hogan's leg drop, maybe. Oh, I don't God. Know. You know who actually did the rock bottom better? Booker, Booker T. T. Yeah, yeah the bookend was what because it was because the person selling it jumped with him, right? And he got height. It almost it almost became like a choke slam, right? In a sense, variant almost. Great job. Where it yeah. looked like Rocky was like just kind of falling and face planting yeah, himself to me. It, you know what's a weird move too that kind of falls in the same thing is the the skull crushing finale from the Stone. Miz. I don't like it. It's, I don't like it either. Just do a Russian leg sweep. Yeah. Also, too, once it takes too long to set the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, like. Oh, uh, AJ Styles. For it, sure. Dude, I don't, you took or the not, words. Not the flying know. forearm, but the. Uh, the, uh, the style clash. Yes. Yeah. Too long, too long. Too long. Also, too, like, the kill switch. Fuck off. 
Like you're not gonna. Oh, you're gonna wring my arms. You're gonna turn me around, and then you're gonna let. You're, I'm gonna let you drive my forehead. I'll just that. reverse that right into a vertebraker. Yeah. Sixth pick on me. <laughs> Bang. So Adam, we have to pick a top four. Spear number one. <laughs> Goldberg. Goldberg. So I mean, I can speed this process up. Yeah. Pretty quick for us. Yeah. I think Stunner and Sweet Chin Music automatically belong yeah. on Mount Rushmore because they were both of our number ones and twos originally. Yeah, I think so too. That's so, very agreeable. Um, those two yeah. go on. Right. Now we got to pick the last two. This is tough. Um, I want to make an argument for Falcon Arrow. I really do. I want to make an argument for Falcon Arrow because I think it takes more time to build I think up. if we're going across the pond, I think we should go with the Burning Hammer. I Listen... I, if we're going up, if we're doing Falcon Arrow versus Burning Hammer, the move that I can see happening more often now is Falcon well, Arrow. Yeah, because it's safer, but that's it's not fun. Safer, but that's not fun. No, listen, I understand. Danger is our international placement <laughs> <laughs> Dan- on an American yeah. mountain. Sorry, sorry, Japan. I would I would apologize to you in Japanese, but I don't want to fucking disrespect you. <laughs> So honestly, Adam, I think I got to concede to you, man. I think you're right. Uh, The Falcon Arrow is safer, but I think the Burning Arrow is... Burning Hammer. I'm sorry. Burning Hammer. Uh, Burning Hammer is... (laughs) Burning Hammer is so much more violent, and I'd love to see it more uh, if it could be done. Uh, I don't want to get hurt, but hell, man. I'm just saying from impact, even when Bianca Belair does it, and it's more safe, and it's it's more of like a face buster maneuver now. She still starts from the same position and just... I mean, it's impressive that she gets anybody that far around rotated yeah. over her head. Like, oh my gosh, her strength Pretty is incredible, insane. yeah. But yeah, that's the closest thing you see to it nowadays. Last time I saw it was probably in like the Cruiserweight Classic. I know like Brian Kendrick pulled yeah, it out yeah. on... Um, 205. On the Golden Lover. Yep. Kenny Omega's buddy. Yep. Damn, I can't remember his name. I know exactly who you're talking about. And I can't... Kenta, Ken, no, not... Not Kenta. Abushi. Was it Abushi? Was it Abushi? I don't. No. They're the guy that looks like he's in a K-pop band. Well, Abushi looks like he's in a K-pop band, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's Abushi, then. Yeah, it has to be Abushi. The Golden Lover. Abushi. Yeah. Okay. We're going to say it Abushi if we're wrong. Tight. Just correct us. Um, okay, so yeah, let's go with the Burning Hammer. So, we got to fight for number four, man. And I think I already know what it's going to be. It's Tombstone Pile Driver. Okay, I yeah, agree. I can't. I can't. I was argue. gonna say it's that or the RKO in my book. Uh, Not any of that shit you said. I mean, the frog splash is really good. The frog, the frog splash. You say shit. I said. I think I had four <laughs> solid picks. <laughs> this isn't like last time or the time before the time before that. I gave you your good two ones. Yeah. Well, you had all, you had all four. Of your, yeah. of yours were good. But I would say I can't think, even argue. You didn't throw a grilled cheese finisher in this this uh, episode. So I'll tell you what. If there's work. a grilled cheese finisher. I definitely would pick it. All right. Just throwing it out there. I love grilled cheese. Hulk Hogan's leg drop. <laughs> yeah, Hulk Hogan's leg drop would be the grilled cheese of finishers if I picked that, but I'm not going to. Um, but, all right, so what do we have here? We have the Stunner. We have Sweet Chin Music. We have the Burning Hammer. And we have the Tombstone Pile Driver. I think all of those are solid picks to end matches. We got one really nerdy one in there. I like of that. Of course. Well, I like though too that when it came down to that, it was your nerdiness across the pond versus my nerdiness across the pond. Not even across the pond. We went to the Far East. Baby. Yeah. Went to the Far East. And that's dude, if no one's watching New Japan across the Pacific. You got to watch New Japan. Th- those guys just do 
anything. It's awesome over there. You're seeing Tiger drivers and blue power bombs, and like it's just it's nuts. They sell. They sell everything. Sorry, it, Randall. The arcade didn't make it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he'll, there's a thing called the stunner. Yeah. <laughs> Beat it. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's been done before. Simpsons did it. So, Adam. Of course, before we get into this, uh, just in case any of you think that you can name a better top four list of finishers, by God, it's Kane. And you can email us at thekanewtb at gmail.com and let us know what yours is or how we're wrong. But we're not. So, you know, you give it a college try, but you're wrong. So, we always put it out there. You guys can send us your questions, emails, comments, and whatevs. And you guys came up with three pretty fun questions for us. Uh, we're on a, you know, pretty light episode today it's pretty wrestle heavy so these ones aren't so wrestly which people will like so um first and foremost the first one's like just a compliment which i think was really cool uh we saw you guys down at the tailgate for the pirates game which thank you for everybody who came out to check us out down there that was really cool of you uh, i just want to tell you that i tried a lemon shandy from a company that shall not be named line and cool <laughs> and yours was come better. at me yeah try to cancel us uh, our V lady can attack you. Line and Kugel come at me. Do you really want to take on all? Well, they're all old now. Yeah. Can you beat up all the Line and Kugel fans? Yeah, I think they're all lactose intolerant. Like, uh, just I'll just throw some at cheese them. at them. <laughs> <laughs> they all look really lactose Here's intolerant. Some baby bells. And just start, ah, this uh, isn't organic. <laughs> uh, they asked, will we see you at another event like this? Uh, really hard to say at this point. Uh, our summer from here on out is pretty booked up in conventional homebrew slots and brew fest, like conventional brew fest. So not only are we doing homebrew fest, but we will be at some real brew fest like, yeah. with, with some pros uh, next to us. So it's tough to say. Uh, if there's ever a downtime, though, I would not doubt us doing something kind of ad-libbed again. Yeah. Uh, somewhere that might invite us out, a bar, a bre another brewery. Um, it is, as far as I know, legal in PA to pour free samples any anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, with the within reason, like you're not going to a schoolyard and doing it. Which we um, sh we should. Uh, you know, actually, you know, catch us. We're well, actually if it's college, yes. We have an event coming on right now. Actually, if you catch us over at the Kiski Area Elementary School, we're pouring free samples over there doing the soccer games. <laughs> We're doing saisons for seniors. Yeah, saisons for seniors. Silver sneakers. Saisons for silver sneakers. <laughs> but uh, no, I wouldn't rule it out. I do not know when we will be doing it again. But I would say keep an eye out in the winter because some the brew fest kind of yeah. fade off in the winter. So and also there's huck and chuck and football. Yeah, yeah, right. Go Maybe on. right around the uh, yeah. holiday season, if we get a warm weekend for a Steelers game, we might be out there tailgating again. Yeah. So I mean, and if we do, of course, you guys follow our social media, uh, follow both sides of it, KNWTV and Bash underscore Brew, and you can kind of see what we're doing. We put updates on there all the time. Yeah, and we'll try to bring some friends with us. Yeah, absolutely. We have tons of cool friends that brew delicious beers, and we are just trying to. We're all trying to make a name for ourselves, and we want to be out there again. Thank you again for all the positive comments, and and even you know what I'll say this too, even the ones that weren't so great when you came over and you tried our stuff and you gave us tips and what you liked and didn't like about it, we like those too. And it's just growing process. You let us know what you think, but you can't tell us what you think unless you try it. So when we're out there, just come on out and hang out with us. It's free. We it's love free feedback. Samples. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's free. Uh, and you can trash it as long yeah. as it's within reason. It's your honest opinion. I want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, as the head brewer of that part of our operation here, 
I love hearing feedback. I don't. I love hearing great, good feedback, of course. Right. But more importantly, any criticism is welcome. Need yeah. to, if there's a problem, I want to make it better. Yeah, we want to make it better, because eventually the angle here. If you guys haven't been listening to the last what twenty episodes, we want to have our own brewery. So if but you, we'll probably end up in coffee. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start roasting coffee, baby. Less less red tape to go through for a coffee roasting yeah, company. Jesus. If anyone wants to give us a building, please let us know. DeCaneWTV at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, second question here. Did we'll you pay rent on time. <laughs> yeah, we will. All, absolutely, yeah. We're very punctual men. Uh, did you guys get the results on how psychotic you are from the what you tell your younger self segment? And I could tell you that the person who sent us that didn't give us any feedback. Oh, I really wanted some yeah. feedback from it. But I read some stuff. So I went online and I read some stuff about like what those things say about you and i can just tell you right now that i think that adam you and i need to just hold hands and walk right into therapy (laughs) people (laughs) i'm reading these articles and they're all like you know like you really like you really like one like if you go on webmd it's like you definitely have cancer you know you read one thing i have a headache you have cancer i read maybe four different psychiatric journal medical journals and each one of them is like you have trauma. You have damage. You need to go figure I don't this out. No, if it's that, I don't see it as that serious. Yeah, but maybe because I'm in it. Like I just see it as having regrets. Well, yeah, I, I think that they're like. It's not like your brain blacks out trauma. That's like your self, your defense. But mechanism. I don't even like. But I don't have any of those times. I don't, I don't think I have any of those times either. Yeah. Again, it's a blackout. So who knows? Like, but, but I never too, thought like, I got into like that kind of situation it's just regrets of things i wish i would have done differently that might have ended up making me a happier adult it's not like oh you were i mean i was miserable back then but it wasn't like i don't think drinking beer when i was 16 is going to make me a happy individual either i just think it might have opened me up to a better realization (laughs) as an adult uh i think that I'm going to believe WebMD on this one or we're we're suicidal we need to go get or i'd be an aa by now for (laughs) sure like, it's a total flip of the script. Adam didn't drink a beer until he was 21. And then if he did what he... If he followed the advice of his older self, his younger self, he would have been an AA at age 19. I would have I tried to open a brewery at 20 and been an yeah. AA by 22. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, like, you take what you read on the online with a grain of salt. And that's exactly what we're doing right here. It's very tongue-in-cheek. But, you know, if... Go back, listen to our episode. And if you know what the hell is going on when you tell your it's almost like dream interpretation. So like it's kind of is what it is, but we, uh, I don't know. Everything I'm reading is like, Hey man, you have problems. Go figure it out. But we won't because well, I've been we're there, stubborn. I've been there, done that. It helps, yeah. but I don't continually go. Maybe nah. I should. I don't know. It was fun while it lasted. I'm shouting out to you, my therapist, who I won't name. <laughs> Same Uh, so last question here. Uh, how was your 4th of July weekend? Any good beers? Any good food? It was great, man. It was, uh, really chill. Um, great beers, great food. I did. Oh, there was some great food and great food knowledge for somebody who supports our podcast and the brewery. I did travel down to get go. Me too. On Friday and got in uncle Jamie's chicken, Sammy. So good. Um, which was phenomenal. As far as cookout food, I had that week, uh, Standard fare, uh, pretty good, but yeah, everybody in the Pittsburgh area or anywhere in earshot of a giant eagle get go, 
Yeah. Go down on the grilled chicken sandwich menu. The Uncle Jammy's Chicken Sammy. Go get it. It is a pulled chicken sandwich with pickles and coleslaw and some uh, IPA-inspired barbecue sauce from yeah. our good buddy Uncle Jamie. Dude, I can I can tell you right now, I was I was doing my regular 9-to-5 job, and what affords me some of the coolest things is I get to be all over you know, big part of Pennsylvania while I do my job. And we were by a get go, and I was I looked at my partner of the day, and I was like, "We're going to get go." It like it was like a lightning bolt hit my head. I was like, "I have to get this sandwich." And I'm so glad I did. And also, too, don't change it. Like if you, whatever's on it, eat it that more way. More sauce maybe is the only. Oh thing yeah, like more of that IPA barbecue sauce. Could you please just like not tell me you're going to do it, but like tap me on the shoulder as I turn around, you just squeeze the bottle in my face and I'll take it like a Ron Jeremy shot. Yeah. So we had, I had mine July 2nd. Uh, we were brewing down here. I didn't eat lunch, ate a very small breakfast, didn't eat lunch. Uh, my wife came down like, Oh, let-. she was helping me down here. She's like, let's get something to eat. What do you want? I was like, can we get them chicken Sammy? Jammy Sammy's baby. And she was like, yeah, wh- uh, what do you want? I was like two of the sandwiches and, uh, <laughs> and an order of jalapeno poppers. Thank you. Boom, baby. If you want to know the way to Adam's heart, you just get them jammy Sammy's and jalapeno and something poppers. Spicy, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that, but as far as beer, um, I mean, I'm a big craft beer nut for July 4th, the big holidays where you're packing a cooler full though. I'm kind of a basic boy. Um, had some PBRs, had some Jenny Cream Ales, uh, maybe the, I, I had some sophisticated stuff that some friends gave me that I can't remember, sorry. The only thing I packed that was really in craft, which is still kind of large for our area, was I had some Trogues Perpetual IPA yeah. that my brother brought in. Delicious, um, by the way. Yeah, so good, I had some beer. of that. But not, yeah, not a, not a ton of craft. I yeah. mean, kind of was dishing out my stuff more than packing stuff for myself like yeah. I, I don't like being out in the heat and drinking it it's an, an eight and a half percent ipa like it's just i'm just too you old. dry out real yeah. quick i'm just yeah. old now sad sad but true yeah. but yeah good pbr the hams not the same thing uh <laughs> definitely just, not yeah. the same jenny, thing jenny cream ale um those are my go-tos and a couple of perpetuals but i was hitting that Seen the cream ale is pretty hard. To yeah. be honest. Do you, Jenny Cream Jenny Cream sleep good. on that. That's a, that's a good all day. And beer. I like any local breweries that do yeah. cream ale. Like I'm all over cream ale for sure. I was able to uh, had a four ski of Allagash Pilsner. That that's was, a good one. I I was inside for the Fourth of July. Um, just how it kind of plays out sometimes. Didn't really go anywhere, but um, hanging out with the kiddos and watching fireworks. And I had a couple Allagashes. Which was nice. Try to stay up till midnight. <laughs> Try to stay till midnight. Doesn't really work out ever. Uh, Allagash is definitely for me. I mean, my, my wife partakes a little bit. I think she and I split uh, a Yin's Beto. I think we split one of those. Oh, nice. Later on the night. And then I want to say, I think I had triple shakes. I had a couple of triple shakes can cans in my, from Hitchhiker in my, my oh, beer so fridge. you went a little hard. I Right at the end. Right before I knew Papa was going to go to bed, I had a, I had a triple Was shake. that right after the Yin's Better, or did the Yin's Better start off your night? The Yin's Better was, like, in between Pilsners. Okay. Just, like... Because I think that's pretty... It's light. Is that light? It's it's okay. only, like... It's, like, a little... I think it's, like, 6%. Oh, okay. It's not crazy. See, I thought that was, like, 7 But my thing for me is, like, it's a flavor bomb. So, oh, like, it is. you're kind of, like... It's a, it's a sweet... It's a sweet Super bastard. fucking sweet, man. Very smoothie-esque. Um, but yeah, we, I kind of, I know what I want to do. Cause that also gives me heartburn. If I'm not, if I, if I do something like that off the rip, I'm getting heartburn. So I try to stay away from that. But 
yeah, I did some, yeah, Allagash Pilsners, I did a Yin's Beto, and I had a Triple Shakes, which Triple Shakes is, everyone, if you don't know by now, is one of my favorite beers, so I had one of those for sure. Um, and then, so, speaking of craft beer, Adam, how did this beer treat you from uh, Long, I am saying Log? Log Yard. Log Yard, I am saying Not By God's Cane. I almost did it again. Log Yard, I love you so Straight much. Straight out of... By God, it's Kane, Pennsylvania. There you go. Uh, treated me really well. Um, go ahead and listen to episode 208 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. <laughs> this is the IPA I was looking for. Not a West Coast. Doesn't say it's a West Coast. Mm -hmm. It says American IPA, traditional IPA. This would have taken the silver medal. I still was going yeah. to pick that coffee stop more. But this is um, phenomenal. Dude, I actually like this better than the coffee, the four points we had tonight. Uh, yeah. To I be was, honest. If that was yeah. a four points IPA, this would be a really close match. Mm, yeah. But I'm just, I was so in the mood for just a traditional, drier, mm -hmm. hoppier IPA that that really hit the spot. And I'm glad I have three more of them to drink. Yeah. I, I was going to agree with you wholeheartedly. This definitely, if I had to rank the two, I'm definitely, this, you know, this is, is way better than this, the style or the porter we had. Um, and I don't want to say way better, just a style that I wanted more of. Especially in this time of season. Yeah. And, and no, the big, no city, the, big, the big city I did get yeah. in March. Yes. So it's been in my fridge. I was saving it for you for a while. You're so nice. It definitely would have probably yeah. taken my time. Like, depending on the month, one of these two is yeah. going to be better. Um, yeah, so the big city in the cold months would definitely be a Oh, yeah. Treat. Nice little campfire. A little bit of snow on the ground, getting a couple of those. Oh yeah, because I had a little bit. Of, I had a nice little chest burn going. Not nothing mm -hmm. too crazy, but exactly what you want from a, from a higher ABV porter. Speaking of craft beer, Adam, can you please tell the people what's on tap and where they can find us? Sure, we have a very limited on tap menu this week uh, as we get booked for more and more festivals. Happily, not a problem. Love it. Um, but we have the Mom Jeans Mimosa Ale, which is not long for this world. I think we're probably going to kick that uh, Monday or Tuesday. We have a, a, a tasting group coming in Monday that I'm hoping is going to kill that Sounds thing. sophisticated. Yeah, right? I'm booking tasting groups now. <laughs> hit me. Hit me up at Bash <laughs> underscore brew. We also have uh, the Retired Triple Agent. So if you want to try that, again, Bash underscore brew on Instagram. It's our Pineapple Jalapeno Triple IPA coming in at 10.2%. And then in the tanks, which will be on the taps for a limited time probably, is the Jason Sleeping Bag, which is a smash IPA with toasted marshmallow. Uh, Morris Otter Malt and Idaho Seven Hops, mm -hmm. so that will be on taps here, and it will be on our now. What is our first official brewfest that we'll be serving at, which is the Schoolkill uh, Brewfest out in Lancaster County, PA. Yep. Um, and we'll be serving there with Four One Two Brewing. Okay. So cool. we will be at their booth wherever they are at. Yeah. got Four One Two, come find a little Bash Brew Taster. I'm sure it's going to be something weird for that. I hope it's something weird for that event at Toast Tomorrow oh, yeah. IPA. Yeah. So felt like a good summertime beer. Um, can't wait to take the trip with the guys from 412. I'm really looking forward to it. So July 31st, come seek us out if you're on the western side of the state. Philly people, come tell me how much you hate me. Yeah. Come on, let's do it. We don't have the flyers. But try our beer and just come to be honest. Us. You can judge me all you want. Judge the beer honestly. Yeah. Just, hate me, judge the beer, honestly. Just know we hate everything about your sports and everything about you. <laughs> I like, I, I'm okay. I like the Phillies. I like cheesesteaks. I like the Phillies. Oh, I love cheesesteaks. Yeah. Sorry, I like your hot pepper balls too. Whatever those things are, those are, good those too. are pretty dope. I'm a big. I'm, I'm a. I like the Phillies. Whatever. 
I mean, we have the Pirates three and four on the side of the state. Listen, I understand how terrible we are, but I will not concede. <laughs> I like when they hit innocent people with batteries. What <laughs> at the game? They put, they throw like D batteries in a sock and whip them. At did people. not know this. Oh yeah, they throw D batteries. E C dub. <laughs> e C dub. I also like E C W. Yeah, so, you know, Philly people, you're not all wrong. No, just just the Philly, uh, not the Philly fans, the Flyers fans. Like. Yeah, you you guys are tough, tough to talk to. Yeah, you don't like hockey. You just like violence. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's that's all we have coming up. Uh, you know about Bruises and Bruises coming in Absolutely. September eighteenth, eighteenth, and the Greensburg Craft Beer on the nineteenth. Um, and we'll update that as it comes. Yeah. We have one in late August coming up. We'll announce that and the beers we're taking. Maybe on the starting start promoting that on the next episode yeah. as details come to us. But yeah, July, August, especially September, and a little bit in October, you'll be seeing Bash Brew out in the wild. So. Yeah. Come find us. And if you want to find out more what's going on in the Brew Lab, especially with Adam and his wonderful life, wife, Lori, you can follow them at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. That is Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to follow him on, on Untapped, and hopefully I can convince him to get a Twitter. If you want to know what's going on here in the Jojitorium with the boys, you can just follow us at DecayNWTV on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please do not forget to send us your emails, questions, quips, comms, whatever to decayingwtb at gmail.com that is decayingwtb at gmail.com look forward to talking to you guys uh thanks again to everyone who came out to the uh the parking lot with us to try the brews with us uh we hope to do it again we hope to see you guys out at competitions hit yeah, us up it was huge it was a milwaukee brewers game we got some people from milwaukee yeah. we got some people from chicago incredible uh that stopped by and tried our beer really really appreciate it Got a lot of shares on social media. Again, thank you, thank you if you're yeah. listening to this. Um, and we got a lot of stickers out there and a lot of promotion. I really enjoyed our time out there. And thank you, Hop Nation USA, for helping us plan that. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Uh, Adam and Steve, you're incredible. Thank you again for all your help. So from the Judgeatorium, from Adam and Matt, we are known as the boys, and we are decaying. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.